today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Air France makes a step towards protecting the climate by banning short-haul domestic flights. And remember the cat who was found in a bag going through TSA? We have a happy update. Those stories and more next in the travel news. TSA now wants to scan your face at security. What are the options when they request it is made with you? Well, we'll talk about it in our Smarter Traveler segment coming up at 3.20. Lots of guys and probably a few gals have dreamed of driving a luxury car on a European vacation, staying in boutique hotels and dining in fine restaurants along the way. If that sounds like you, at 3.35, we'll introduce you to Ultimate Driving Tours. And lots of folks are taking to the road this holiday season. We have a few reminders about keeping your home safe while you're away. That's coming up at 3.55. We're just here decking the halls. Thanks for joining us on today's adventure. We are the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the travel and entertainment guys, back for another fabulous show, like it or not. Thanks for coming along. Uh, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Saw the uh, TSO show on Friday, Mark. Uh, they uh, they knocked it out of the park, as always. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to reclaim my vision from all of the, the lasers and flashy lights and uh, a little bit of my hearing, but... <laughs> Other than that, sold-out crowd, great show. It did start about 30 minutes late because, uh, I don't know, a lot of folks that go to these shows these days forget that there are these bag rules. Uh Bag can't be any larger than a certain size and so forth. And a a lot of ladies, they didn't... They didn't. They didn't get it, and so they were sending people away. Uh Uh, And they had they had a bag check line. And the bag check line was almost as long as the line. Oh, my had. goodness. So people we have, could check we, their bag and get back in line. We started at Sports Leisure a couple of years ago before COVID broke out. And I, there's boxes of them in the back room. So I know we're going to start giving them out with some regularity. Uh, a clear bag. So right. that, that met the, the qualifications of the size that they're allowing in. And it was see-through. So that mm-hmm. way you could... It's exactly what they want you to take into the arena is a bag that they can see through and one that's only, you know, nine inches by 14 inches or whatever it is. And that's the size that these are. But, yeah, it's getting they're getting more strict and rightfully so. I mean, we want to be safe when we're inside a place like that with a whole bunch of other people. So it's yeah, apparently it sounds like a lot of people didn't get the memo. No, you know, a lot of times people. They go to this kind of a show. Uh, who knows? They may not go to Kings games or anything else, for that matter, and and they're caught sideways. Hey, what's going on? I understand you found a, a new special spot to uh, I, 
I Take did. your sweet tooth. Here I did. Rancho. I want to share this with folks. I was out the other day in Rancho Cordova, and that I don't know what the, what do we call that big shopping center that's off Zinfandel and Folsom. There, it's I call it the Target Center because the Target is the big anchor. The International Food Court is there, and there's yeah, all, I mean, you can't drive. once you get into that place, you can't get out, especially at this time of the year. Um, and I couldn't, so I had was running a couple errands, and I came across Crumble. It's a new cookie store. Mm-hmm. And there was a small crowd gathered there, I have to tell you, even though it's just opened. And, boy, I'll tell you what, um, take your wallet because the cookies are not cheap. But you can only eat one because they're, they're huge. huge. Yeah, yes, and they they've got about six or eight different flavors, and some of them change on a regular basis. And they didn't pay me for this uh, commercial. But, boy, the cookies, the sugar cookie uh, with the icing on it was just really yummy. So I really, if you're out doing holiday stuff, it's called Crumble, and it's kind of, I don't know how to describe where it is, but it's away from Target and away from the the food court, kind of towards, what is that, Olsen be, Drive there? Yeah, 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 it would be right off of Olsen Drive yeah. uh, on, on your left if you were headed from, uh, uh, from uh, Zinfandel. Uh, yeah, like you say, it's in the... What would be called the Target parking lot? They but, make yeah, your look cookies at, look it right. Up. You'll find it right when you're there. I mean, you have yeah. to wait for you. They don't just take them out of like the case and put them in a bag or something. You have to wait for them to create your cookies while you're there. It's pretty amazing. Hey, before we go to the news, I just want to say uh, a get well wish um, to Clayton Whitehead, uh, my other half here at Sports Leisure Vacations. Clayton had some pretty serious uh, oral surgery on Friday. And has been recuperating at home and uh, sent me a text, said he was doing quite a bit better today, So, which is good because we don't have days off here at Sports Leisure Vacation. So. But anyway, Clayton is doing better at home today, so uh, well wishes to him. There you go, Clayton. This might be one of the few times where you're a little quieter than you normally would be. <laughs> uh, but quick, fast recovery there, buddy, from your oral surgery. I, that's no fun at all. All right. At the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we spend time bringing you up to date on the travel news. And with it, here is Mr. Markov. We mentioned in the headlines that France, uh, Air France has banned some short-haul domestic flights to help climate change. Here's the deal. This, has been, this is a discussion that's been going on in Europe for a number of years now. A lot of the flights, look at the map. A lot of the flights within Europe from major city to major city are short haul. It's like Sacramento, San Francisco type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Sacramento, Los Angeles at the most. Um, So there are a lot of major cities that are within a couple hundred miles of each other. And the train system in Europe is much better than it is here. So if you could connect those trains to the airports, in some countries have that, some do not. But it would be much easier for people, let's say you fly across the ocean... And you get to the airport, and then you get on a train and go 150 miles to the city that you're that where's your ultimate destination. So Air France has decided that for short haul flights, they're not going to run those anymore. Right now, it only impacts three city pairs, so it's not like these guys have made a massive change to their system. But it's the first time that a carrier has said, "All right, for these close in destinations that are easily served by rail service, we are no longer going to operate flights to them." So if that happened to catch on, this would be a really good thing. Airlines, airplane emissions 
are in the top ten. Usually seventh, eighth, ninth, when you see a list of the biggest emitters on the planet that mess up the, the atmosphere, airplanes are up there. So those of us as travelers, we're, we're, we're doing a bad thing when we get on an airplane. We're doing a much better thing when we get on a train. So if this could be worked out so that more people could could travel on trains for short-distance travel, it would be good for the planet and might not be all that bad for travelers when you consider the length of time you spend laying over and how often flights are delayed and canceled. Trains tend to be a little more reliable, he said the man who waited three and a half hours for an Amtrak train in Reno a couple weeks ago. Um, that doesn't <laughs> well, that, plane, that, tra- that train was coming from Chicago. What are you going to do? Amtrak has their own set of issues that are not their own, and that is that uh, there are not enough tracks, and so Amtrak shares with freight operations, which generally are given priority. And so Amtrak, that's where a lot of Amtrak's problems come from. Okay, um, I heard this in the news at the top of the hour. They misquote, they misspoke just a little bit. They kind of made it sound like, boy, you were there was going to be this horrible airplane strike over the holidays and the Delta pilots have signed a new contract and whew, we avoided that. Well, not quite. Um, Delta had started negotiating for a new contract. And uh, so Delta, Delta's pilots and Delta ponied up to the table and got the job done. And so now what they've done is given Delta pilots a pretty sizable increase. And this is going to serve as the marker for the rest of the industry. Now, we mentioned that Alaska pilots had settled on a new contract a couple of weeks ago. In their contract, it says, well, if any of the major guys get a contract that's better than ours, we get theirs. Wow. So Delta has settled, so you can now expect American and United pilots to probably get something right along the lines of what the Delta pilots have. And what it means for those of us who are hoping that airfares are going to go down sometime soon, probably not so much. Uh, because right there, a, a, a pilot, a, a first officer makes uh, between a hundred and a hundred and fifty thousand a year generally, and a, a pilot, uh, a man in charge makes. Uh, uh, can make upwards of quarter of a million dollars. I mean, he's flying an airplane with a bunch of people on it, and it's a pretty skilled occupation. So I'm not suggesting that they're overpaid, but I am suggesting that the cost of their salary does have an impact on your airfare. Alaska Airlines has launched an electronic bag tag program. They have sent their frequent travelers these special electronic tags that your baggage claim check goes into. And it has a lot of information about you, which will help get your bag where it's supposed to be. And if it doesn't get there, it'll help it get it to you quicker. So if you fly with Alaska Airlines and you are a frequent flyer, you may already know about this. If you don't and you see it come in the mail, it is designed to make your travel experience a little simpler. You can print your bag tags, I understand, at home. Alaska has been using this in some a few airports so they have uh, an idea that it's going to that it's going to work and be well received by people. So if you fly with Alaska, perhaps a little bit of uh, an inducement to make life a little bit easier on the road. Um, I mentioned uh, Clayton Whitehead, and he slipped this along to me. Remember, we announced that Phantom of the Opera was going to close in February. Uh, mass pandemonium. Phantom is now closing in mid in mid April. It appears as though so many people wanted to go see Phantom before it closed that yep. that uh, they had to extend the show. Oh darn! A couple oh of a couple of months with uh, with full houses. Anyway, if you're going to New York, up until mid-April, Phantom 
is still going to be uh, roaming. Also, uh, Delta Airlines has announced that they're making some major changes to access to their Sky Club for next year. They have had some problems with overcrowding recently. If you are a fan of the Delta Sky Club and you like to go in there when you're traveling on the road, a lot of people pay a lot of money to get into these clubs. And to me, you know, you get an hour connection. What are you going to do? Run in there and grab a bag of pretzels or something? I, I, it's, I, the people are fanatical about it. Anyway, if you're fanatical with Delta or you use the Delta clubs because you have an American Express card that allows you in there, which is part of the problem, uh, Delta's making some changes. So you're going to want to look into that because it might have some bearing on whether or not you want to renew that expensive credit card next year. And finally, the cat found in the checked luggage. Remember that story last week? No, I've been waiting, waiting, waiting for a a follow-up. What do you have? Yeah, the TSA officer found found a family's pet stowed inside a check bag. Remember, we were speculating whether the... Somebody had put the cat mm-hmm. in there intentionally because people do crazy things. But it appears as though the cat got in there on its own doing. And uh, at JFK Airport in New York, according to a TSA spokesman, uh, the orange cat named Smells was spotted <laughs> after the luggage went through the TX, the X-ray unit. Smells is um, home, had Thanksgiving dinner at home. Apparently, Smells was pan- planning to chase a large mouse he heard was running around Disney World, is what TSA said uh, in the press release. Cute, cute. That's where the, uh, the where the traveler was headed. Anyways, uh, Smells as well, and there's a picture of Smells here. I don't know if we made we got that. To, I got that to TravelGuysRadio.com or not, but it's a picture of Smells in front of a uh, plate of turkey and potatoes and gravy with a big <laughs> glass of wine. So it all came out well for the cat that got caught in the suitcase. At JFK, and that's your travel news for today. All right, what a great way to end it, too. Okay, we are the Travel Guys. Of uh, like Mark mentioned, follow along at travelguysradio.com. So the TSA wants to scan your face. It's security. Yeah, what are your options? We'll talk about it next on the Smarter Traveler segment here on the Travel Guys. We be back. It's a technical term, I might point out. Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, something new that's going on with the TSA. I know, Mark, we were we were talking not too long ago. You made some minor changes. Of course, you fly and you're going to the airport like every other day. Uh, so you want the most expedient way uh, to get through. And what have you discovered? What do you do? Well, uh, I'm lucky in that I've flown so much with United Airlines. I'm not a fan of, of that anymore. But, you know, you get it. Once you've made a commitment to a, an airline and you get 15, 20, 30 years into it, you're kind of committed. Um, I haven't tried free agency yet. But but with my frequency of United flying comes a free membership in Clear, which is kind of like TSA on steroids. So when I go to the airport, I and they, if the airport has clear, which Sacramento does, then I go into the clear line and they take my boarding pass and it's either facial recognition or you can do fingerprints, I guess. Um, I do the facial recognition. You stand there, the thing lines up your face and takes a snapshot of you and says, oh, yeah, we recognize that guy. It's the same ugly mug that he had the last time. And <laughs> then the clear person takes me. I have TSA pre so they then take me to the front of the TSA line. 
and I'm through. And oftentimes it takes a minute, maybe. Um, so it's a great way to get through. And so I'm kind of used to this facial re- recognition thing. I'm already okay with it. I'm sure it's going to freak some people out. What about you? You you you're you don't have TSA pre-check, right? You don't travel. I do have oh, TSA you do? Okay. pre-check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, you I have do. a. Th- there, so there are three lines at the Sacramento Airport now: regular mm-hmm. pre, regular TSA pre-check and clear. So right. you go into the TSA pre-check line, and uh, so how do you feel about them taking a picture of your face? No, I, I have no problem with uh, face recognition uh, issues. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist that they're going to use my face recognition for against me in any way i mean that's fine whatever whatever works i noticed recently uh getting away from having to see your boarding pass because if you have your driver's license everything they need to know uh can be can be accessed right there but i'm okay with uh, face recognition uh anything that makes the process quicker uh and more secure from the TSA's standpoint in regards to making sure that uh, they knew who's getting on, on the planes and, and so forth. The TSA says it doesn't use mm-hmm. facial recognition for law enforcement purposes. Um, it says the scanning and match is made. This has been going on. They've been, they started this in Washington, D.C. at National Airport in 2020. So it's been going on for a while at some airports. And it's, and at, at Los Angeles, for example, in Los Angeles and San Francisco, some checkpoints have this as an option and some do not. But what TSA says is that the scanning and match is made and immediately overwritten in the document, travel document checker podium. They don't keep um, your live when they take a picture of your live ID or your photo ID. When the next person comes through, it overrides the picture that they took of you, or at least that's what they say. Now, conspiracy people will say, "Oh, yeah, well, that's what they say," but how do you know that's the case? Well, in this yeah. case, I'm trusting that the government is telling me the truth. Uh, but they're saying that they don't have any need to keep this; that it, this, the storage issues would be massive. That's one thing they say. And so that it's done right away. Now, here's another thing. Um, can Do you have to participate? And TSA says, no, none of this facial recognition technology is mandated. Um, if you don't feel comfortable, you can still present your ID. Tell the officer that you don't want your photo taken, and the officer will turn off the live camera. Um, take care of your ID. And there also should be signs there informing you what your options are. Um, it doesn't mean you'll get moved to a slow line. It doesn't mean that you'll get an extra pat down. It doesn't mean you get a mark on your record as being someone who none of that stuff. So you should have no derogatory experience based on you exercising your right not to have your picture taken as you go through TSA and, and, and you're identified and allowed to get to go on and go, go on to your airplane. Um, if you suspect that has happened, the TSA says you should politely ask to speak to a manager. Now, you know, we have uh, Dale and Sid here at Sacramento Airport who come on the radio with us pretty regularly and seem like pretty nice guys. And, you know, when I mention their names out there from time to time, um, when somebody does a nice job and I say, gee, you know, I'll I'll mention this to your boss, they come on the radio with us from time to time. Seems like that they're people who are held in fairly high esteem by the people who work with them out there. So uh, to me, I'm real comfortable about the whole way that that works. So it appears as though if that this is a little people who have used it say it's faster. I don't doubt that because the clear thing is faster. 
So if you want something that's going to get you through security faster, and the other thing is, I don't know about you, but I want to be safe. Right. I'm getting on an airplane with a whole bunch of people, and I don't know how to fly it. I don't even know how to close the door. So um, I expect that the people who are, and they're also passing through security, so I want the people who are on the plane with me and who are flying the plane to be safe. We, I think that's what we all want. You think? I agree. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you uh, all, all the way. And, and uh, you know, I trust their choice on this. Maybe it's about time to have uh, Sid and Dale back and we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, when when do, you, do they anticipate that this would be universal or specifically when is it going to be active in the uh, in our airport well there it they, they did not mention sacramento it's already in san jose um and in not in i said san francisco but that was i misspoke there uh los angeles and san jose it looks to me like the list of about 20 airports here almost all of them are hub airports around the country uh, there's a couple exceptions here in the south um, smaller airports, but it's coming everywhere. They say it'll take about two years to roll it out to every place, but that uh, the way it's described here is that passengers will still have the option of being able to to uh, to give their regular ID. And if you're already getting on an airplane, you're you're giving the government quite a bit of information. I hate to tell you this, but that you really are. Um, if you're and and some people are going to start using their passport, I'm sure, instead of real ID which is going to give the government a little bit more information. So uh, what we're trying to do is make sure that people who get on airplanes and fly through the sky are people who are not going to do bad things to the other people who are flying through the sky. So right. I think that's, that's reasonable, at least to me, that's reasonably important. So anyways, um, if you are someone who is concerned about that, you can go to tsa.org, and they will they have will have some information for you there. Um, you know what? Coming up after the news, we have arguably one of the best interviews that we've had in a long time. If you're somebody who likes fancy cars, you've always wanted to get in a Maserati or a Lamborghini or something like that and drive off, but with a purpose, maybe on an itinerary or something like that with some other people. The folks are called Ultimate Driving Tours, and we had a really good interview with them this week, and that's coming up right after the news. All right, stick around for that, and uh, also later on in the program, uh, in our last segment of the show, we're going to talk about uh, how to keep your house safe when you uh, go on a holiday, you're going to be leaving for a few days, and you're always concerned about uh, the safety of uh, your your empty home. Uh, We have some tips that will help keep your home safe while you're gone. That's all coming up right here as the Travel Guys continue. Hello, my friends. It's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations, making you a smarter traveler and bringing you new and awesome ways to enjoy vacations, doing things you probably haven't even dreamed of. Mark, you uh, you ran into someone when you were at the uh, at the travel show back in New York yeah. that has a an amazing an amazing. Uh, offering uh, just the title alone strikes a chord in my heart ultimate driving tours yeah if you are if you are a car fanatic or you have somewhere on your bucket list 
Um, this there, there might be something in here for you. Welcoming to the program, Anthony Moss, who is the CEO of Ultimate Driving Tours. Anthony is joining us from Australia today. Welcome to the program, Anthony. Well, thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. It's, uh, it's nice to be chatting with you. When I walked by the booth at the travel show and I, I stopped for a minute, I had to kind of look twice and I'm like, so you're telling me that I can get one of these incredible sports cars, which some people have, some guys in particular have probably dreamed of being in all their life, and you would put together an itinerary for me so I could go have a vacation driving this wonderful car. And there's also an option, especially if I were in Europe at the right time of the year, to maybe tack it on to seeing a Grand Prix or something like that. Anthony, this sounds like an, an amazing company there's a lot of different offerings here give us uh, some idea of what it is that ultimate driving tours is all about yeah well th- thank you well we we build incredible um vacations or holidays around uh these high-end automobiles so we're a business that um that provides exceptional cars we go to beautiful hotels scenic uh routes and locations but we're uh we're the all-inclusive vacation that uh you never knew existed, ultimately. So uh, that, that's what the business is all about. You, exactly right, you driving these, uh, these beautiful machines um, on the roads in which they were built for. If you are a car aficionado, then you're going to see just about anything that you're looking for here. Let me tell you that there is a link to um, to Ultimate Driving Tours at TravelGuysRadio.com. So if you're someplace where you have a computer right now and you want to pull up their website while we're talking uh, with Anthony here, you can do that. Anthony, it, one of the things that caught my eye here was that around the planet there are places where you have itineraries and you, you have cars and stuff where people can do this, but it's also possible for them to do it in some instances in their own vehicle. Yes, that is correct as well. Yeah, we also run events where you can bring your own vehicle and then we provide uh, the whole itinerary around that. So it's it's kind of like, you know, I suppose old school type rallies, but just in a, a more, uh, a nicer way in terms of the, the accommodation, the food and wine. It's, it's all done at a higher level and it's, it's done in a way that people can enjoy their their own vehicles. You refer to your your vacations, your trips, the whole thing as beyond first class anthony which i think kind of says it all uh what type uh, we've talked about exotic automobiles what kind of cars are we talking about can you drop some names on us here yeah of course yeah well, well the, the beyond first class thing actually i'd love to take credit for it but it's one of our clients one of our guests that said it after a tour who's been around the world and done everything and they did a testimonial for us and they called it beyond first class which i love but the the kinds of vehicles we're talking about is all the latest from the Ferrari, um, McLaren, Lamborghini, Porsche, Aston Martin, um, you know, Audi and, and Mercedes as well. But anything that you see that's available right now that's, a, you know, it doesn't have to be a super sports car, but we have um, Bentleys and, and Astons and things like that, the GT cars. And it's, it's more based around the, the love of getting out there and having the full experience. So it's not primarily aimed at just, the motoring enthusiasts, it's, um, it's really for everyone. We love people coming on our tours and events who have never even driven a car like this. That's a, it is the perfect way to, uh, to start, your, uh, you know, just to start your, your love of uh, you know, these types of cars when you've, you haven't even driven one. So that's, uh, they're the sort of people that we love to have on the, on the tours. 
We're talking with Anthony Moss. He's the CEO of Ultimate Driving Tours. Anthony is joining us from Australia today to tell us a little bit about his product. Anthony, where did the idea for Ultimate Driving Tours come from? Yeah, well, it's really very simple. I mean, I've been running events for a long time. You mentioned Australia. I mean, I'm an Australian and ran events in Australia for many years, motorsport events and track events and things. And, you know, around about when I started the business in about 16 years ago, I wanted to go overseas. I wanted to drive at the Nürburgring or go and see the Monaco Grand Prix or drive in the Swiss Alps and things like that. So, I sort of thought, well, if I want to do it, there's other people around the world that love to do this. So started to, to do some research and figure out where I could rent cars and which were the best roads to drive and things. And then uh, lucky enough to meet my, my partner, Julie, who we run the business together. And we've spent the last 10 years together pretty much researching and driving and visiting and putting together events with, uh, with, with the best in mind, you know, the best roads, the best hotels, the best food and wine. Uh, and pairing that all together, and that's that's how the business has kind of evolved over the years, really. Sounds like some fabulous experiences. So, Anthony, if I wanted to take my Lamborghini out, your Lamborghini out, let me, let's rephrase that, what's the most popular <laughs> route or the most popular country area? What, what's tell us, Give us an idea of something that is really popular with your, with your clients. Well, we, we, we like to think that Switzerland... Is the, is the best driving in the world. I mean, there's, if you do a little bit of research about Switzerland, they have very, very high fines. I mean, they, they will fine you for speeding as a percentage of your net wealth or your, uh, your yearly income, at least for Swiss nationals and European nationals. But, uh, you know, so they're, they're quite strict on the speeding. But what they have is they have these beautiful alpine roads. I mean, they have some of the highest um, mountain-paved roads in the world but then what they also have on top of that is some of the world's most incredible hotels. I would say that four out of five of the world's best hotels are in Switzerland. So that's, uh, that's always been one of our most popular um, itineraries. Uh, and, and a lot of our tours go through parts of Switzerland because of just, you know, the, the, the roads and everything else there. It's just incredible. What kind of an insurance writer do you have? I know hotels have those, uh, you know, those resort fees, but uh, you must have a pretty high insurance uh, coverage for these amateurs getting behind the wheel of these exotic cars. Yeah, and, and it's a really good question. So in, in sort of breaking it down, firstly, the, the, the driving of the cars is not difficult. We, we have a team, a professional team that we employ around the world and our people in Europe who will show you everything to do with the car, how to get into it and out of it, how to you know, started up all the controls. We have um, little, little sheets in the car, which tells you things on our group tours as well. You drive within the group. So we always have people around. They're assisting you. They make it safe. We run a, a radio communication network within the car. So everyone can communicate in real time together. And that, that really gives people a lot of confidence. The other side is the insurance. The insurance in Europe is completely different to what it is with you guys in, in the U.S., and other parts of the world. So all of our cars are fully insured. They're absolutely covered. Yes, there is a higher deductible in case of damage, and you are responsible up until about $10,000 of your deductible. And uh, all of our cars are fully comprehensively insured, and they're immaculate as well. So a little bit different to a, a rental company where something turns up with high mileage and things. Our cars are immaculately prepared, 
And uh, we do it, we, we, we ensure that each of our guests really are comfortable when they're driving the cars. Anthony, before we let you go here, um, this all sounds spectacular. I'm sure it's not inexpensive. Um, give us some idea of what a vacation like this might cost. You know, I think you'd be surprised, really, when you break it down, because, like I said, we're, we're a fully inclusive business, especially when our group tours are in nine. So on, on, a, on a, a, a group tour, and av- the average cost would be anywhere from sort of 1500 to $3,000 per person per day, but that 1500 to $3,000 includes everything. The cars that you're driving, the hotels you're staying in, um, three meals a day, dinner with paired matching wines at beautiful high-end restaurants, and you're not staying at uh, Holiday Inns and things as well. You're staying at these beautiful boutique hotels that we select from our, from our travels all around the world and, and in that region. So I, I think that the value definitely is there. It's always hard to... You know, and, and yes, you added up the, these trips are not not cheap, but obviously the the quality is uh, is paramount, and that's something that people say time and time again when they come on our tours. They look at it and they go, "I can't believe we got all of this for that price." As a tour operator myself, who prides himself on providing a product that is above the median, um, per, per, perhaps not on the Lamborghini level, but nonetheless, um, <laughs> yes, when you when you travel. In most cases, you get what you pay for. So um, you, you're, you're, when you're looking at something that's all-inclusive, certainly it offers much more value than something where you've got to pay for your hotel room uh, yourself, buy your own meals, et cetera, et cetera. So it sounds really exciting. As you suggest, it's probably not for everyone, but there's probably someone out there right now who's listening to the travel guys saying, that sounds like the coolest thing in history. Hey, you're talking to a guy who went out and bought two pinballs machines a couple weeks ago as his own personal Christmas present to himself. So I can see somebody listening to the radio and saying, you know what? That's something I always wanted to do, and I'm going to do it. If you're thinking that way, um, go to TravelGuysRadio.com, and you can find a link to Ultimate Driving Tours. Um, Anthony, it's really been a pleasure to uh, to speak with you on the phone today, and I, I hope it'll be okay with you if we, we double back in six months or a year and check in with you and see what's going on. Yeah, I really love that. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it chatting to you guys. And thank you so much for giving me your time and uh, and having a chat with you as well. Don't forget now, links to Anthony and the uh, ultimate driving tours at uh, TravelGuysRadio.com. Pinball wizard guy. And what's the deal? Why 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 did everybody always beating up on the holiday ends anyway? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I, I wish I had that great Australian. Isn't that a great accent that he has? He was, does, yes. That's always was, fun to listen to. The guy was talking to us from halfway around a planet, and it was just like clear as day. And yes, sir, I did go out and buy two pinball machines. Have um, you have you played them? No, they haven't been delivered yet. Um, there's a oh, gen- okay. there's a place down in Benicia. The guy's called a pinball pirate, and he has see pinball games used to just be in you know arcades and stuff like that. Well, now for us guys who remember pinball before all this other stuff came along, there now is a market for pinball machines that are being built specifically to be put in people's homes so you don't have to have quarters to play and all that kind of stuff in some cases they have refrigerators and stuff inside the the game console it's it's pretty amazing Uh, yeah you know i I was a pinball fan uh for years as well you know Mm -hmm. playing at the arcades or whatever if i got one i would want one that wasn't new Mm -hmm. that was 
been refurbished and worked right. and is the the, the, the old-fashioned kind that they just made it so that you didn't have to put a quarter in. But I, I don't need the mini fridge or anything <laughs> new. I just want the old analog design. Uh-huh. And in fact, if there's a couple of bulbs burned out, that would be okay, too. Yeah, well, and so we looked at some of those when we were down at the pinball because that was my plan, was to get one modern game and one older, more traditional game. But when I looked at the older, more traditional games like 8-Ball and uh, the baseball one and some other ones like that, they had all the stuff that the old traditional games had, but I thought to myself, you know, after a few months, you're going to get bored playing that. And and here's the other great thing about this, the pinball pirate guy. I said, you know, what if... Let's just pretend, you know, after six months that I, you know, would like to have a different machine. You know, can we, is there a restocking charge? Can that be done? He says, oh, yeah, that's become very a very popular thing. So, And see, the other deal is if you buy a pinball game, it's going to break down and somebody's going to have to fix it. So if you buy it from halfway around the country, who's going to fix the game? This guy's down in Benicia, so for a price, he'll come up. Listen, when I get my pinball games, you bring your quarters, I'll let you come over and play. You got it. I'll be there with a whole bag of them. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Go. You go, go ahead. No, you'll, you, right. <laughs> it's your job now. <laughs> I, all right. My job. All right. I'm doing my job right now, folks. Coming up right after the after a short timeout, we're going to talk about securing your home while you're away on your holiday vacation. Next, here on The Travel Guys. Hey, it's Mark and Tom, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, here on KFBK, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Don't forget now, podcasts of our program can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com, and you can listen live anywhere when you're away from home to the Travel Guys on iHeartRadio. Heard that at the beginning of the break uh, spot for the Glenn Miller Orchestra there at the uh, the what is it? The Safe Credit Union Theater, Sacramento. You know, you know which one we're talking about. Anyway, I went uh, last year or the year before. It was actually, it was actually spectacular. I'm a not really old enough to have lived during the big band era, but I, I certainly can appreciate the music. Uh, as Mark knows, both of us uh, many many years ago were, you know associated with her advertisers on a, a station that played nothing but big band music and uh that's where i gained my appreciation okay back to the program we go uh let's I, I'll, get started I'll be with you in just a minute i i, I, I it's just you for right now I, i'm calling big lou i'm calling big lou it sounded like a really good I mean, it's calling big lou because he's on meds too you know yeah 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 and he's on he's on divorce number three <laughs> Anyways, um, what an interesting collection of commercials. Uh, let, before we get to the uh, to the protect your home thing, I got a couple of miscellaneous things. Our friends at Sports Leisure Vacations have a couple of day trip Christmas outings that they have asked me to plug here on the program. Uh, next Saturday, they're going to the Dickens Christmas Fair in San Francisco. And the that's the 10th of December, and the following Sunday, the 18th, they're going to Nevada City for the Victorian Christmas, which is really cool. If you like that sort of thing, it's they decorate the whole town, and it's an incredibly cool event. Anyway, the Dickens Christmas Fair on Saturday the 10th, and uh, the Nevada City Victorian Christmas on Sunday the 18th. Those are from Sports Leisure Vacations. The packages include transportation uh, to the events. 
And in the Dickens Christmas event, includes your admission. So you can give them a call tomorrow at uh, 916-361-2051 or go to sportsleisure.com, and they will be happy to accommodate you. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys. We are mm-hmm. going to see Jay Leno in a few months. You saw that he was really badly burned, and he got back on the stage. Did you see that? Just a few no. days after he got out of the hospital, the guy was back on back performing on stage. And, uh, yeah, with people who saw him said, you know, you could tell that he had been banged up a little bit, but wasn't too bad. Arsenio Hall um, opened for him. Apparently, Leno has been doing a uh, a set on a Sunday night at a Los Angeles comedy club ever since he got off The Tonight Show. So um, he went back to do that set. And uh, when you have Arsenio Hall opening for you, well, I guess that works pretty well. But uh, anyways, he's uh, already back on stage. So if you have tickets to see him sometime in the next few months and you thought you were not going to see him, it looks like that you might see him after all. Wow, that's amazing. That's that's a quick recovery. I mean, it was it seems like it was only a few weeks or a month or two ago yep. uh, that he set his face on fire. And he's not a young – exactly. And they asked him about – because, you know, that was one of his cars – that got that caught on fire. They asked him, you know, if he was going to drive it again, and he said, "Yeah, this afternoon." <laughs> so, <laughs> right back into the saddle. Congratulations, Mr. Leno. We've talked. We talked to our folks last week from the Wreath Project. Um, today was one of their days for laying uh, wreaths down at the military cemetery, which is uh, down there between Dixon and Vacaville. Um, they're also going to do that next weekend. You do not have to sign up for it. Um, they're also going to do it on the 10th. So if you'd like to go down, it's between 10 and 1, and they have 30,000 bows to place on graves of fallen soldiers down there. And finally, I have one last miscellaneous thing. Do you love Thanksgiving dinner, turkey dinner on Thanksgiving? 57% of the people told Travelers United, yes, that turkey is their favorite. Uh, 15% turkey said turkey once a year is enough, uh, enough for me, and 28% said maybe something other than turkey. So there you there you have it. What else have we got to do here? Oh, things to protect your house, right? While you're gone on the road. Okay, so you know all the things about some of the the normal things that you've heard over the years. Let me give you a couple of ideas here that would be a little bit different. Um, blinds and curtains. Don't pull all the blinds and curtains in your home when you're leaving because guess what? Now your home looks like somebody who's not there. So leave your blinds and curtains the way they are when you are normally at home so that people will think that you're normally at home. Some folks say that you should leave a car in the driveway to indicate that, you know, somebody may be there. Other experts say, well, you know, that car that sits in the driveway in the same spot for four or five days is going to tell somebody that this car is just sitting in the driveway. Nobody is really home. Um, Another thought, consider a house sitter. I know a lot of people who have pets, and it really bugs them to have to put the pet in a kennel. There are licensed um, house sitters who will come. They are bonded so that you are protected, um, and that some of them are very reasonable. Uh, house, college students are a great resource for house mm-hmm. sitters. Um, we'll do it for you fairly reasonably if you, if you have a house. Pet. Yes, exactly, and then you don't have to take the pet to the kennel. And that's expensive, so there's part of the house sitter cost right there. Plus, the pet gets to stay at home, so everybody is happy. Here's another idea. Photograph your stove on your phone before you leave. 
it shows you that everything was off. Nothing was on the stove. Nothing, And also it serves, if anything happens and there's a fire, you have a picture of the fact that there was nothing going on on the stove. Finally, lock your garage door. And if you have a garage door opener, an electric garage door opener, turn the power off. Because you know how people drive down the street, you know, and they they can open your garage door by accident. So if you have a garage door opener, turn the power off before you go on the road. So those were a few things. There's a list of about 20 items here, but I thought those were things that maybe people hadn't heard before. Very good, very good. Uh, I do most of those things when when traveling. Uh, my solution was, uh, you know, uh, invite a bunch of people to come live in your house. <laughs> that. Uh, so, see, even when you're gone, uh, there's always somebody at home. Well, folks, we've got a great show for you next week, as always, here to make you a smarter traveler. So join us next Sunday, 3 o'clock, and we'll do it all again. And don't forget, visit us at TravelGuysRadio.com. And dance like nobody's watching. We'll see you next Sunday.